Hi there and welcome to Survivors Writing Wrongs. My name is Katie and this is Bridget. And we are here to talk about stories of abuse. So whether you are in it now or you are a survivor, we are here to make change. So um, we're going to highlight what abuse is, um, people's stories about abuse, um, even injustices in the justice system, journeys through the courts, and things like that. So here you can talk about it all at a safe place and we're going to focus on healing and the journey through and just basically a support. So if you know anybody who is suffering or who wants to share, um, please let us know. Uh, we'll put something in the show notes afterwards so you can get in contact with us. And um, yeah, hopefully you enjoy. All right, so um, yeah, this is our first podcast, so we're going to kind of get rolling and introduce ourselves. We're going to kind of highlight our mission, um, maybe even just start by talking about the types of abuse that are out there and kind of highlight what you can look for. Um, We are going to go ahead and put out a trigger warning, though. This is some highly sensitive information and uh, it's a highly sensitive topic so I just want to put a trigger warning out there that it might be sensitive in nature so just bear that in mind. Um, But yeah so we're going to start with the introductions. Bridget would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? What makes you passionate about the podcast and uh, yeah just a little bit about yourself for the listeners. Oh god um yeah I guess I um so I guess I just I've been through some stuff myself, and I don't know, meaning when I met Katie, and she was really open about everything, and, like, she's really easy for for me anyways to talk with, so we, uh, I don't know, we were just easy to talk with each other, and so we started thinking about making the podcast and I just thought it sounded like a really cool idea and I was like well I'm really nervous about it all but I will totally be there and I'm super down with that so I I guess I'm I'm here to I'm here to to help and I will I'm sure I will settle in after a little bit but I'm going to be super awkward. (laughs) (laughs) And that's totally fine. I'm like, it's, it's a new thing for sure. So I definitely understand, but I really appreciate you being here with me along for the journey. And we do have a lot of similarities and a lot of, um, of our own stories that, you know, we'll, we'll come out and talk about later on. But, um, for me, I'm going through some stuff right now too, so it's it's hard to talk about those things, but I can definitely chime in on um, some different past stuff and like my own relationships, uh, dealing with toxic people and, and abusive situations and, you know, the sensitivity around that. But um, yeah, so I'm really excited to get this on the go and, and start highlighting things. You know, I want to make change and just going through this journey on my own I've noticed so many holes in systems, whether it be mental health systems, whether it be the policing system, whether it be the court system, you know, lawyers dealing with any of those facets, you know, child and family services, you know, um, there's just, there's so much that goes unseen and Mm -hmm. there's so many things that 
fall through the cracks. And unfortunately, what pains me and makes it really personal for me is, you know, I, I've had a botched childhood. We've all got our stories, right? But um, I'm just really passionate about not having my children have to recover from their childhood. And unfortunately, it's it's been quite the opposite so far. And um, so I just, I really am passionate about making change because I know if my kids are going through it, there's so many other kids out there. And I know personally some people who are going through their own things and I hope we get the chance to speak with them. I know a few people who are interested. Um, so we'll get to hear from them later on. But, you know, just making that change and bringing awareness and, you know, making it so that you don't feel alone and knowing there's other people out there that are going through what you're going through. And, you know, maybe you can pick up some things along the way that help you in your journey and, you know, give you some pointers of how you can overcome certain things. And, you know, just knowing that there's a network out there. Um, so that's kind of my draw to it anyways. And, uh, yeah, I hope we can really make some changes. Um, that's my goal and I hope I can help people along the way is is the big thing with it so yeah um starting with that though I guess you know like I said there are different types of abuse out there and um just to kind of highlight some of them um even ones that I've gone through are you know physical abuse which is the number one one that people think of you think abuse you think oh yeah. people are getting hit right yeah, like everybody thinks right away of what they can see yeah. And nobody, it's always the afterthought of what, what people feel, you know, and mm -hmm. like, what's going on, like, mind games, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. 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 Mental health is huge, right? And that's, yeah. that's a big part of what's coming out in this generation, I find, too, is, like, it's highlighting a lot more mental health, where in the past it was, like, mental health, what is that, right? Yeah. It was, and it was, it was more physical. It, yeah. Like, even not even all that long ago, really. Like, yeah. I remember even when I was like, ooh, man, I don't know what year it would have been. Like, fucking <laughs> eight years ago or some shit, I don't know. Maybe more when I started trying to do counseling and stuff. It was just awful. It was awful, man. Yeah. It was a rough time trying to find somebody who wasn't trying to push God on me to save me. <laughs> see yeah I'm sorry that was your experience um were you going through mental health yeah. at that time like public health systems I don't think it was to be honest with you my mom set it up for me okay and uh and it kind of I you know I just went there and I was like you know this is gonna be good and then they were like well have you considered God in your life <laughs> yeah the God word hey yeah. it scares a lot of people yeah. for sure which like it's understandable, yeah. right? I mean, when well, you, your it, life yeah. is, like, for a lot of people, religion, right? God is punishing. Oh, you must follow my rules or you will go to hell. And, you know, it's... my. I'm a recovering, recovered alcoholic. I've been sober for over three years now. So when I got into AA, I considered myself an atheist. I was like, fuck God, you know, what is yeah. this, right? But... That and, was me and, at the time, too. <laughs> yeah. And they're very, like, God, right? Yeah. But they teach you it's a God of your understanding. And I came yeah. to understand that I don't fucking understand God. Yeah. And that's how Same. I understand him. Me too. <laughs> and now we have a great relationship. Like, I don't go around and preach. I think I'm very spiritual. I think there's a creator. There's something out there for yeah. sure. But I don't push the God thing. And, you know, I've, I don't think God's like that. I think, 
I don't know. I, I often don't think know. he's playing the big Sims game up there, like, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. it's a, an experiment. All the <laughs> yeah. It's just one of them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but with, with mental, with public mental health, I always found it was hard to find someone who actually gave a shit. Yeah. You know, um, and clicking with someone, like, it's definitely yeah. a matter of finding someone you click with, too. For um, sure. Someone who understands, like, lots of times, and that's oh, what yeah. it is. People just don't understand, and that's the one thing about abuse. If you don't live through it, it's really hard to put yourself in that position, yeah. you know? Like, you can hear about it all day and still not really know what it's like, because, like, being through it isn't totally different. It's, it's entirely different element than like what you would expect it to be you know oh for sure for sure and like you said mind fucking that comes with it you know and that segues into our next one so there's physical abuse as we know and then we have emotional abuse or psychological abuse right and that's the mind games you know the Mm -hmm. gaslighting um if you're not familiar with that it's like making you question your reality so say for instance i tell you the sky's blue you tell me well no it's not katie it's purple (laughs) Well, then I start thinking, well, shit, is it purple? So it's that making you question your reality, yeah. you know? It's saying one thing one time, and then you talk to them next time, and, oh, now, no, I didn't say that. What are you talking about? Yeah. Are you crazy? Are you making things up? And then you start to believe that after a while, and that's mm-hmm. that emotional abuse, right? Um, any highlights about that? Questions or thoughts? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> man. I mean, I don't even know really where to start with that, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's a, such a big topic. Yeah, and it's there's a huge umbrella under it, too. Yeah. You know, it's not just the gaslighting. There's so much that goes with it. There's, you know, control, coercive control, um, you know, and just, yeah, like, just the controlling piece of it and the games... I don't know. I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of segueing into then financial abuse because it, oh, you know yeah. it becomes controlling different things. You know, um, where you can go, who you can see, money, how oh, much you can spend. Yeah. Um, you know, controlling your finances. Um, mm-hmm. One thing. I've one, even seen people follow people. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stalking. Yeah. yeah, I've got experience with, I've got a, a little, my, I've got my toes in all of the <laughs> oh, different God. types, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. That's, that's the reason for this. You know, we're, we're gonna get through it and, but yeah, like, yeah. I'm, one of the things I used to have, I used to have a, I used to have one gas tank I was allowed to have per week and I wasn't allowed to leave the house more than once oh. to go to, to town, um, because yeah. it was a waste of a trip, but he could always go whenever he wanted. And oh, mind God. you, this was farm gas, so it was paid for. It wasn't like it was any cost to him or any deficit. It was just the control. I wasn't allowed so, to leave. So he's just fucking dumb shit. Yeah. It always is. And that was just one of the things. And, like, half of my hair fell out living with this individual for only a period of six months. And, like, um, yeah, it's... <laughs> Uh, that was just one yeah. of the stipulations, and yeah. then I was supposed to go and buy groceries, too, and I was supposed to buy groceries off of a budget that was meant for a bachelor without children, so without three children in the house and another adult, and a newborn baby, so two kids mm-hmm. still in diapers, and I was allowed $600 a month for groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh 
And then I got accused for stealing money for milk out of the change jar. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, and his daughter actually accused me of it. So, I mean, so this is just what I, you know, there's there's lots of different types of abuse, and depending on the perpetrator, too, it can be familial abuse because yeah. there's always the enablers, and then there's the manipulation that goes along with it and the brainwashing and you, the trauma bonding that comes along yeah. with it because there's always that push and the pull of the I love you, I don't love you, oh, it's yeah. conditional, right? Oh, and, yeah. oh, do this for me or I'm going to throw a hissy fit like a child and make you feel bad and then I'm going to just keep picking at you and picking at you until I break you down enough until you do what I want you to do and then once I get you weak again then I'm going to start love bombing you until I get what I want again and the cycle just continues and like I remember he always used to accuse me of like <laughs> always being the perpetrator of the cycle and he'd always tell me like you got to stop doing this we got to break the cycle and, like, he was the one that was doing it, you know? And it's always so obviously that. It's <laughs> always so obviously that. Yeah. Oh, just intense. But, um, yeah, so there's... I'm, I'm missing a few here. I'm drawing blanks. So there's the physical abuse, the emotional abuse, the psychological abuse, sexual abuse. Oh, my God. Fuck sexual abuse. Sexual. So that that's another thing, you know, um forcing you into sex uh that when you don't want to um making you think that you have to do yeah um you know punishing you if you don't or you know um just doing it anyways when you yeah just fucking yeah whatever they want yeah yeah they just think that they can take when they want and everybody just has to dance around them like like, they're their little puppets, you know, jump when yeah. I say jump, and... It's like, I don't even understand how a person can do that to someone. But, like, of course I don't understand it, because, like, well, I wouldn't do that. Well, that's just it. Like, Dr. Phil always says, you know, you, <laughs> um, you can't put yourself there, because you're just... There's not that problem, yeah. you know? you. I don't have whatever it is in my head that yeah. makes somebody want to do that yeah that's like when someone you hear someone murders someone right it's yeah. so shocking because you're like holy what the hell like is it someone actually they actually went forward and like yeah how do you cross that line that yeah like, like how do you yeah. cross that line and you know it's just um lots of it too is like narcissistic abuse too you know and and with that is it's there's a lack of empathy you know these people just yeah. a lot of times because they're so toxic they don't see a problem with what they're doing to them it's normal you know they feel entitled it's that grandiose sense of yeah. superiority you know I always actually got told that I needed to respect him like he was the CEO of a multi-million dollar company I remember oh he hit God. me with that one time we were driving to um this rodeo down this highway and yeah he told me that in the truck and I just looked at him and I said well then you need to treat me like the CEO uh, or the wife of the, <laughs> the, of the CEO of the like CEO. you treat me like shit man yeah, and you know knows the wife is the boss yeah but you know I'm just, <laughs> that's one component of it too you know being sort of on the other side of that abuse self-esteem and self-love is so important you really Mm. need to work on self-worth and believe that you are important you do matter you have that worth you deserve better and that's the big thing like you need to get out and you need to make sure that you you know take the right steps um 
no contact, you know, make sure you go to a woman's shelter if you need to or something like that, yeah. but make sure you just get out, like, you know, yeah, it, it's so only going to get... to get out? Like, it sucks most of the time. And it will be okay. There are supports. Life will be better. It's going to be hard for a minute or two, but it gets so much better, you know, and yeah, like, you do matter, so that's the big thing, too. You, you have to believe that you matter enough to get out and you know he they don't have that power over you you know whether it be a man or a woman you know yeah. my experiences have been with men I know there are women out there too yeah. so you can't just narrow it down on them you know I know lots of people have narcissistic mothers and fathers and oh yeah stuff all, like that too yeah. yeah so we see them everywhere yeah but um yeah yeah you definitely you have to love yourself enough to get out and that was where I struggled a lot because I I didn't just being in that abusive relationship for so long like we dragged it on for almost a decade you know it was eight years by the time I actually shut it down and was like I'm not doing this anymore but also in that time you get beat down so much you don't believe that you're worth it they just string you along they're so manipulative they're so good at it and then they like even if you call them out they just it's like it's like more of a challenge yeah yeah that's what they see it as more of a challenge because they're sick right like they like i said i don't understand people man (laughs) yeah well and hopefully with this podcast we can break down some of those things too you know you know like i said breaking down some more information i had some stuff printed off but um just considering what uh, I'm dealing with right now, I've got papers everywhere, so I don't know which stack of papers <laughs> it, it's in right now. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll break down some more and, you know, just kind of figure out what's going on and, you know, maybe even we'll be able to talk to people later on. Maybe we'll be lucky enough to have psychologists yeah. or something chime in and, you know, oh maybe God. be able to help out with some of that stuff and that shed would some be light. That so cool. Right? Endless yeah. possibilities. The possibilities are everywhere. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I self-love, think... big thing. You know, knowing oh, you're worth it, yeah. but it's hard when you're in it. Um, oh, for sure. Like, every time I was in it, like, and I would always be so mad afterwards when people, when I was like, well, why didn't anybody say anything? And they were like, well, we thought that you were happy. And I'm like, well, Why? why you saw me dragging my ass around miserable and breaking down every other day but no keep pushing me back to it please and then like i don't know afterwards too like sometimes i would be talking to like i'm really close with my cousin so i would be talking with her and stuff and she'd be like i didn't realize that they were like that, and I was like, oh my god, they managed to do it in a way that, um, that they, nobody else ever even noticed. Yeah, because they're so charming, and it's, yeah. like, grooming, right? And they know how to pick out, it's almost like they have a sense that they can, it's like a sixth sense, they pick out the weak ones, they just, it's almost like they can, yeah. like, like, oh, that one's broken, right? people, you know? Yeah, because like, they can take advantage of them. things and fix things, you know? Yeah. Like, they always want to, like... We're magnets. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> We're magnets, <laughs> man. <laughs> And yeah. they always, I don't know about you, but the, in my case, I've had, like, long-term actual, like, what I consider my real relationships, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. um, or all with guys, um, so, like, I don't know, but, like, all of them always managed to play off that they were, like, like, 
like wounded, needed to be fixed, kind of. Mama's boys. Like, yeah, mom. He was just never got boys. off the tit. Oh my god, yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. Totally. You know what I'm saying. I'm picking up what you're laying they down, were buddy. They so like, like needed somebody to help them do things, and then it just turns into like you're taking care it's of a them. Succubus. Oh, it's awful. Oh, blood sucking succubus. Oh, oh. no, so get totally. Get from me. Totally. <laughs> like my um. The individual which whom I've got lots of experience <laughs> with, still, like, you could throw a baseball to his parents' place. Like, he still hasn't cut the cord. They gave him his house. Like, they're total enablers. And they just don't see a problem. But I also think, like, just watching the family system, I think the whole family system is completely narcissistic. Yeah. Like, like I think everyone's just... Everyone functions, and he always used to tell me, too, like, he, he's filling a role. He can't do it by himself. He just wants to work. He wants to have his fun, and he wants Ugh. someone to be at home and look after the home. My stepdad would always say, like, he's a male chauvinist, just like his dad, oh you know? Oh, my God. That's just like my stepdad. Yeah, too. and it's like, he this is your role. Just... This is what you do. I can go yeah. around and fuck who I want and have kids with other women while oh you're pregnant God. and, you know, tell you I want an emergency abortion at 16 weeks and fuck break that. your heart and give you CPTSD for the next, you know, because I'm going to break you down, right? And I was Ugh stupid enough to stay but anyway side note squirrel <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no but uh case in point like yeah he's just and he's just never cut the cord with him and it's just it's a family system of enablers and just filling that role and just yeah like as we go through I'll, I'll get more into it but just the things that he would even say to my parents about like oh he just wanted to keep spreading the seed and eventually he'll get a girl that sticks and oh, sticks around that's and awful. now he's got this poor little girl that is like 16 years younger than him no. he has her trapped at his house and huh. she like that she's completely girl. isolated like she's from a different country and i tried to warn her at the beginning and of course i never do this by the way because like big things that i've learned along the way um never try and tell the other person that they're a narcissist or whatever problem they have it always makes things worse and yeah. they it starts a smear campaign and you're crazy and they'll make everyone think you're crazy because they're charming and they'll do it so just don't i learned that i used to call them out every opportunity because i was like fuck you asshole you're a cunt and i would just i would call it how it is right i'm a blunt i'm a i'm a I'm a dick when I need to be, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm super blunt oh and God. especially when I've Same. had enough and like <laughs> you've cornered me, I'm, I'm cutthroat. Like I'm not fucking around anymore. Yeah. So yeah, don't do that. Well, they always um, say you don't want to mess with the really nice people. <laughs> right? Like we have a breaking point and yeah. when we do, it's scary. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. And then even we feel bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, totally. So after. Like, There's so much remorse after. <laughs> yeah. Because then we come back with our tail between our legs. Like, I'm sorry. It might take a while because we're usually overthinking afterwards. Like, man, how do I reapproach this? Like, hmm. <laughs> no, fuck. Yeah. Just think of all, oh man, just think of everything. Yeah. But yeah, the other thing you don't do is don't tell the new person, the new supply, that person is what they are. Because of course, again, you are the crazy one and it actually just mm -hmm. drives them closer. So I feel kind of responsible for that. But I did try and warn her and I hope maybe one day, she had me blocked at one point and before I re-blocked her a while ago. 
I noticed she had unblocked me, so I'm wondering if she was rereading the messages and maybe putting things together herself. I hope so. I hope everyone comes out of this at the end. Like, um, going through my experience, like, we have kids together now, and I'm just, I'm trying to, I want to save everyone because I, I just know shit's going down. But it's not my rodeo, not my monkeys, not my circus, so that's on them. I've I'm doing my part and hopefully in doing my part Yeah. They'll uh they'll see light. Yeah. With whatever happens with you, you know, she might see that like oh my god, like I kinda gotta I kinda gotta get out of here. Yeah. Because just anywhere I, I would I mean it would be so hard not to feel some kind of uncomfortable when that happens yeah. to the person who you're sitting at home with. Yeah. Well, and the, the crappy thing, like, not to speculate on the relationship, but just because I know, because his parents own the farm, she's living there, she's got horses, so she's completely isolated. She has no income. He's in control of her finances right now because she there works is, for the farm. Yeah. So that is her source of income. So unless she gets a job or gets out, like, and that was the thing too. He always said, oh yeah, you need to get a job and stuff. And at this time I had a newborn baby at home that was two weeks old and I was told to go out and get a job because it wasn't a free ride and I was freeloading. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) It's like, I just gave birth and you can go fuck yourself. And I just moved out here three weeks ago to uh, like one week before I had the baby. Oh Um, my God. Oh. Yeah, I gave up my income to move out here, and you're throwing this in my face, but that's another tactic of manipulation, and then the financial abuse. Yeah. Um, there, are, there are some more types of abuse. There are um, lesser ones. There's, like, cyber abuse, even. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people getting... And, like, even... Um, what is it called when... Um, say... Say we're dating, and we break up, and I've sent you some nudes, and you're like, oh, fuck Katie, like, she's a slut, and you oh. go and put my pictures online or something. What is it, revenge porn? Is yeah, that... That, well, there's revenge porn. That could, does that count? I could see how that would totally count as revenge porn. Maybe? Yeah, I don't know the I don't... exact term Me neither. Porn. Me neither. But. We'll maybe have to look that up. And... Is that not? <laughs> what the fuck? I feel like that has to be called something. Yeah. But yeah, like, just vindictive things yeah. like that, too, right? So, yeah, cyber... And, like, even that goes in with cyberbullying, too, and, you know, slandering your name across the internet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because even if you think about it, even growing up, like, when I was in school and the internet first came out and stuff like that, like, kids were getting bullied through like back then it was for me I don't know about you maybe (laughs) like when when the internet first came out for me I'm a little bit older than Bridget so um not by much but I still feel like the mother hen in a sense I'm just like the old one but um not old but like older okay but uh (laughs) you know but um it was MSN messenger and we had MySpace, so, like, it was... Oh, man, I used Messenger. Yeah, what was his name? Tom. He was my first friend. <laughs> <laughs> he was all of our friends. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, so, yeah, like, I remember that, and just, like, the bullying that would go on with that, and just the back and forth, because, right, when you have a screen behind you, or, you know, using your phone, you're a lot braver than yeah. sitting at someone's face calling them out, unless you're me, I don't... 
I don't usually have a problem. Right. If you push me far enough, then oh, I yeah. got no problem telling you how it yeah, is. Yeah, me too. I usually <laughs> do it, and then, like I said, I always feel bad after. Yeah. But I usually just fucking do it, and then I'm like, I had no remorse. Yeah. 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 Well, what's said is said. Sorry, the truth hurts. Yeah. Like. And then I'm like, well, here we all are. <laughs> yeah. So, we've all experienced this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, don't get me wrong, too. Um, another type of abuse, actually, I learned recently through narcissistic abuse was a term called reactive abuse. Yeah. Which is um, for individuals, and I categorize myself in this one because I have been a perpetrator as well. You know, I've lashed out, but it's always been in the circumstance of being poked at long enough and being cornered long enough. And they oh, just, yeah. they, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back and you just fucking snap. You know, it's called reactive abuse because it's a reaction to how it's going. And, you know, going through my process right now, I'm I'm re-examining a whole bunch of my past. Um, And like I said, once this is all over, I'll come out more with it. But I'm re-examining it and just seeing all of the things that I went through and lived through and like, I would even tell him, like, I behave like this because you treat me like this. And, like, you know, it, I'm snapping because of how you're behaving and the up and the down all the time. And, yeah. the, like, come over. Don't come over. I don't... I love you. I hate you. I, you know? And just, holy fuck, man. How does yeah. a person not go crazy? Right. You know? And I used to think to myself all the time, and I still think to myself all the time. Like, I even gaslight myself now. That's how bad things have been like you know and I think as a survivor of of abuse that's something that a lot of us carry with us and that's another part of that mental health component because you know it's trying to unwind all that trauma and realize like hey this is a safe place and then it's called I'm using wise mind right now is what it's called and it's basically negotiating so you take these thoughts that are your you know your negative thoughts or your unrealistic thoughts of like holy shit like shit's hitting the fan Mm -hmm. and then you try and balance it out and think okay well where's the logic what are the facts and so it's like coming like you're still allowed to have your feelings because you can't invalidate your feelings you know you're allowed to feel you have those feelings for a reason nobody can take that away from you and they if they try fuck them tell them to fuck off (laughs) (laughs) nicely (laughs) but you know yeah, don't reactive abuse them. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. then, yeah, totally. But, um, yeah, I don't, I forget now what I was saying, but. Sorry. No, that, it's fine, but it's good. It's good. This is, this has been good. Um, Wise mind. Wise mind, right, yeah, so it's like, it's balancing, it's finding that counterbalance, so yes, you're still allowed to feel that, and, you know. Yes, there may be some merit to those thoughts, but let's balance it out with some logic. And then it it just kind of helps bring you down a little bit. And um, it it helps. Like, it takes practice. Like, holy shit. These things take practice, folks. Like, you know, you don't get it overnight. It's like they say in my program, too, you know, um, faith without works is dead. Um, You know, what? that's not it, actually. Like, you know, the universe rewards action, right? So, you know, just... Keep trying and keep trying and it'll come. Yeah. You know. If you keep trying. It's not for nothing, which sometimes yeah. sometimes can feel that way. It's like anything like, though. It's yeah. Like it'll you, come. Yeah. It'll do, like yeah. tell me, um, is there anything that you've ever started in your life that you were an expert at right off the hop? No, man. 
Like even even think about like peeing and pooping, like, you know, very primary yeah. functions. We ended up in diapers. We shit ourselves all the time. Like, you know, that you stuff took practice. Yeah, yeah. Even breathing, you know, our first breaths, they have yeah. to help us with that. It took practice. It's an auto- on the yeah, it's an autonomic response, but I mean, <laughs> still, practice, right? So nothing is perfect right off the start. It's going to take some practice, but the more you work at it, the more it'll come, and it's worth it. It's worth it. Speaking from someone who's been through it, you know, it's taken me a lot of years, and, you know, getting sober even, you know, was huge. Um, that was one part of my abuse too, is I, I was an alcoholic. I drank all the time and a lot of it too. It wasn't so much to get drunk just because I am an alcoholic. After I had a few drinks, I went into serious withdrawals all the time because that's how far my alcoholism had progressed. And I had stopped and started so many times that it only took me a couple days of drinking and it was like, holy fuck, I can't stop because I'm shitting out my insides. Oh Sorry, yeah. we did say trigger warnings, disclaimers, right? Yeah, but hey, heavy topic. <laughs> yeah, just a reminder. But you know, <laughs> but that's part of it, and that kept me in that cycle because I would get sober and I would realize how awful things were, and I would start trying to make those changes, yeah. and then I would just get poked and poked and poked, and then I would slip and I would break. And what was yeah. my my coping mechanism? I'm just gonna get drunk. And hey, hey, you know what? I used to think that I'd given it a few months. Maybe this time it'll be different. It was never different. You know, I right. this is, yeah, I can totally relate. It's just with food instead. Yeah. Well, addiction's just, addiction, like, yeah. right? It manifests in different ways in different people. Yeah. I would, I would always, so like my thing is that I have a rough time, like, full on eating. Okay. So like, I fucking suck at saying it. But it's okay, man. I got I got the anorexia. <laughs> I just don't like to say it because I like no one ever believes me. No, first I, of all, I believe you. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. But like, I'm like doing good right now, so like no one ever believes me. But, anyways, it's like you. I would always try to like, and I never wanted to like go and get the full-on help and I was like I'm just gonna do it on my own right and I was like I'm gonna I got this and I was like I'm gonna do it I know myself and so I would try to get better and like a lot of the time I would get somewhere and like oh usually actually I would get a little further each time but it was also like it was almost like I fell harder each time Mm -hmm. and it was always the same thing like you said and like you just because the thing, the way that you cope with it is just doing that action again. And it's this, like, yeah, it's the same with any addiction, really. You just, you're in this awful, like, merry-go-round of it. People say a roller coaster, but it's more like just a circle. Yeah, no, it definitely is definitely is and they always say like it's insanity right doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result um the one thing that really helped me actually when I got into AA and like the stupidest thing right like I I used to say oh I'm an alcoholic and I drink and I have an eating disorder as well you know I have an unhealthy relationship with food 
I used to compulsively exercise and starve myself as well. And I'd keep food journals and, you know, very, very unhealthy. But, and then it manifested into alcohol and cocaine, you know, you know, I've kind of been across the board. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I am who I am. And, um, I hope my experience can help others. Oh, for sure. Right. But, uh, you know, so it just, it became one healthy, unhealthy thing to another. And with alcohol though, I really found that, that alcohol was my poison. Yeah. Um, it's the one that would help, you know, and it, it made me feel less insecure too. Like it kind of made me feel like people liked me more was more chatty you know just yeah, it gave it just, me that oomph that, that I I needed and yeah. I was never really popular in school you know I was always made fun of I got I called like I, my, I'm so flat chested that I have indents and stuff <laughs> and like you know and so I obviously you know my self-esteem was shot, shot to shit and booze gave me that that oomph and um so yeah that's where it was bad for me but when I got into AA the one person had said, um, you know, pickles, right? Said, yeah. Yeah. He goes, cucumbers, pickles. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, when you take a cucumber and you make it a pickle. I said, yes. I said, can you ever take that pickle and turn it back to a cucumber? I said, no. Said, That's alcoholism. You're pickled. There's no going back. And I just, at that point I was like, holy Damn. fuck, it just clicked. You're like, in a pickle. This is not going to ever get better. Yeah. And at that point, I realized, like, now I just have work to do. Like, I got to get out of this. And it was a huge life changer. And then I yeah. started to get back my strength and, you know, my spirituality and, you know, yeah, finding my way through the reeds. And, like, it's been fucking tough. It's been challenging. It's been a lot of the more challenging years of my life. But yeah, I am so glad I'm doing it sober. Could you imagine yeah. if I was still drinking right now? I wouldn't have my kids at all. I wouldn't even have a fight. Like, I wouldn't even have something to work for right now, you know? So I'm just so grateful. And, yeah, it's yeah, been a yeah, it's been a wild ride. And, um, yeah, so lots of support here, guys. You know, yeah. we can, we'll talk about anything. You know, I think we've covered a yeah. wide range of topics and, you know, yeah. Uh, Bridget is is a super great gal. She's got Aww. lots of her own experiences and stuff, and she's she's great to talk to. Aww, you know, I've you. I've been able to like she said. You know, we're just we're fluid together. You know, it yeah. just it clicks. It's weird. It's uh, yeah. It's it's super cool how the universe brings people together. But For uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add to this at all? Like, anything else you want to mention? I don't know, really. Um, Did you have any other types of abuse that you can think of? Or anything we might not have talked about? Or have, like, what is your experience with any type of reactive abuse? If you want to touch on that. I know you don't want to maybe dive right into that now, but, like... I don't know. Maybe I'm almost afraid that I am am too reactive now. (laughs) I am like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but everybody has their push points though right I mean yeah. it's uh I think that I don't know if it fall, falls under reactive abuse but at all but I, don't, I maybe it does I don't know but that could be the reason the like pushing point as to why I moved out of my dad's house into my mom's house mm-hmm. and it was like a really abrupt um, 
really, really fast decision. I didn't really have a say in it, to be honest, but I didn't really know what to do at the time, so I wasn't really opposed to being told what I was going to do, because I kind of was like, tell me what to do right now, because I'm lost. Mm. Um, but I guess, uh, I guess I could say what happened. I didn't, I don't it's know. totally up to you. If, if you feel like sharing that, that's fine. If you don't want to share it right now, that's absolutely yeah, fine yeah. too. It's, it's your call. I don't want to pressure you into anything that you're not ready for or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I sure. Um, so first of all, I guess I nowadays I have a great relationship with both my parents. I would like to think, and like I would like to think that. Well, I was about to say I would like to think that we all love each other, but also my parents are divorced, so we'll leave that one up to them. <laughs> yeah, let's leave that one up to yeah. them to decide. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sure there's some care, like right mutual yeah. care, oh, because sure. like for mother, sure. father of the children, right? Oh yeah, they still had a lot of year, good years together and shit. I would like to think. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, so once upon a time, um. I lived when I was still in, like, I guess, oh, what do you call it? Junior high when you're in, like, grade nine. I, uh, I, we, like, in, in my town when we were going to school, junior high was grade seven and eight. Okay. But, like, our school was really dingy and, like, not, so not ours. normal. Like, it was a really small town and, yeah. like, they were behind about 50 years. Yeah, same. Okay. So, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like our school was, like, the way they did our school. This was, like, first of all, find yourself a preschool if you want one. Yeah, uh, Somewhere. Right? And then... <laughs> not here. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, huh. And then it was, like... K to 6 was elementary, and then 7 to 12 was high school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I guess, I, around grade 9, I think, um, somewhere around there, I, uh, so my dad struggles with, uh, alcohol abuse as well, and, um, and it was getting to a really bad point back then, and, um, so, I would, I was starting to get really done with it, I guess you could say, and, um, I never really, I never really got mad at him about it, because I kind of understood that he was struggling, and, uh, but I would be like, I would kind of be like, ask him not to drink as much that day, or something like that, or I would, but this particular night, I was just like, I don't know why you always have to drink so much, and I was, I was just so, like, tired, like, it was a particularly rough weekend, and I was like, I couldn't deal with it anymore, and, um, and so I just confronted him about it, I don't remember anymore exactly what I said, it's not important, um, and, uh, one thing led to another, and, I just remember I was standing in the hallway and he was standing over in the dining room and I could like see him through the hallway and the stairs were like to my right and I could just run up them to my bedroom. And so what happened was we, 
eventually started arguing, kind of. It was, I don't know. And <laughs> he, uh, he got really angry, and he started, like, slamming the table, and I remember I could, like, see things, like, coming up off the table and, like, going off the table. He was slamming it so oh, hard. And, like, he was just yelling, and I was like, holy shit. And I just remember I was holding a big bag of nail polish, actually, and I just dropped it, and I just took off up the stairs. And I was like, holy fuck. And I just, like, slammed the door shut, and I blocked it with my dresser and I just held it shut and I remember my dad he was chasing me up the stairs he was like right behind me and uh we were he was yelling at me and I was just remembering that I was just wanting to get into my bedroom and uh because my bedroom doesn't have a lock on it either and uh just old house Mm -hmm. and um and I remember I just like sat there against the dresser while he, like, hit the door for a while and yelled at me about stuff, and then eventually, like, he does this thing where, like, he writes letters to get his thoughts out, and, like, I write to get my thoughts out, mm-hmm. too, but, like, he just said that he was gonna write me a letter and leave it on the dining room table, and that it would be there for me in the morning, and then he left, and so I waited a while, and I kind of just thought about, like, fuck, like, what what am I going to do right now? Like, I don't want to be here right now. I was like, that, like, dad's, dad's, like, in it right now. Like, he's not himself. And, um, so I was like, fuck, like, like, where can, like, where can I go right now? I was like, I can't go to my cousin's house. They lived down the street at the time. I was like, I can't go there because that's my dad's sister. And she's also, like, she's, what I would have considered at the time an enabler of, like, both of them on each other. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, uh, so I was like, fuck, like, the only option I have right now is to go to a friend's house. She only lived, like, a block away, and I was like, the only option I have right now is to go there. And I, like, didn't have a cell phone or anything back then. Only I only had, like, like an iPod, and... <laughs> So I could check the time because it was not a fancy iPod, <laughs> and um, and so I checked the time. Two thousands kid problems. Yes, eh? <laughs> I checked the time with my two thousands iPod. I don't iPod Shuffle. I think oh. it was it had the screen. Yeah, because you know, I had a Nano, and then I upgraded to my cousin's old. Yeah, yeah, man. And so I checked the time, and um, I was like, "Fuck! It's like midnight." Right? I was like, it's like late as hell. And um, I was like, well, I'm not staying here tonight. I don't have a lock on my door. So I just like tried to quietly shove things aside and like go downstairs. And like I saw him at the table writing things out, and thankfully he was like facing away from me because I didn't want him to see me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just kind of like, thank God too, back then I hit, I still hate shoelaces, but thank God I insisted on having slip-ons. <laughs> and I just like ran downstairs and threw my shoes on and just took off and I just ran to my friend's house and I just slammed on the door until someone answered it. And I stayed there and they were actually, they're family friends too. So like, they called my mom and they told my mom what happened that night and my mom was like, okay, well you're moving in with me. She was like, I'm coming to get you. Yeah. 
and uh, I was like, fuck, like, I mean, I always feel bad, because I was like, my, I was like, dad's just being drunk, like, he's not, that's not normal dad, right, and, but I was like, fuck, I can't stay there either right now, like, I was like, like, I was, I was scared. Yeah, not Because safe. he was, I was like, if he gets a drunk like that again, what happens again, and shit, and, um, and, uh, but I remember, so back then, I was, like, not super religious, but I was also super bored, so I was helping volunteer at a youth Bible camp, and, um, I was, like, it was, like, really little kids, and I was, like, I can't abandon the kids. <laughs> see? I was, like, Mom, the kids. Yeah. I was, like, they, they want to see me there. They need you. I was, like, they need, this one girl needs me to help her dance in one of the hymns. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And um, and so uh, she was like, fine. She was like, I'll come get you at the end of the week. It'll give you time to kind of pack your stuff. And she was like, but don't you dare let them know. She was like, don't you say anything. She was like, it might be rough, but like, try to act like normal. You know, she was like, don't bring it up. If he brings it up, just try to like, don't get into it. You know? Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And then I was, she was also like, don't, maybe don't tell people. Because, like, most of the people I know around there are family, right? So then it would easily get back to them. So that's what she must have been thinking at the time. And, um... Mom's smart. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty smart. She works with the po- with the police. Yeah, yeah, nice. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, smart. Yeah. So yeah. she knows she got the she got the in knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Even if she didn't though, like she was like super like into true crime and stuff. So I yeah. think she would like be on it right away. She'd be like, Hey. I love my true crime. <laughs> and yeah. um yeah, so that week uh, it wasn't even a full week, it was a couple days, you know. A couple days went by and I didn't really tell anybody and I was like hadn't really full on properly moved myself yet like I had always had the help of my parents at that point Mm -hmm. to help me like you know stay focused packing my shit so I didn't really properly pack anything I was like what am I gonna need you know and I packed the things that I'm gonna need and I was like well here we are (laughs) and then my mom pulled up and she was like dude you haven't got anything packed and I was like well what do you expect man like I don't I don't know how to pack I suck at packing you're a packing whiz man I'm not as good I'm not as good at packing as you are and um she was like well I'll try and help you do stuff I was like mom we don't really have time I was like if we're gonna do this we gotta just go and um plus I also didn't really want to hang around and think about it too much and, um, so she was like, okay, and she helped me, like, take the stuff that I did have, like, in bags, and, like, we took it out, and we threw it in the car, and we took off, and that's how I moved to my mom's place. Yeah. It sounds like it was definitely needed, That Yeah. I guess that's another type of abuse that we never really talked about, and, like, one of the prime things, too, is child abuse. You know, like... Oh, yeah. Well, how did we forget that one? Yeah. Well, I was thinking more just, like, the different types, but, like... Or not... I, and I guess that is a type, that's not what I'm meaning, but, like... Uh, when you look it up on Google or something, yeah. and they tell you the, the different types, right? Yeah, yeah. But here we're just the talking sex. all types of abuse, right? <laughs> but, yeah, child abuse is another big one, and, you know, that fear yeah. when you're a child of, of things like that, and... Yeah. You know, 
raising kids that don't have to recover from their childhoods. <sighs> that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. I think, unfortunately, you know, there's always some sort of suffering we have to go through because it is what helps us grow. But if we can raise more awareness about this and create more of, you know, um, an opportunity for people to talk about it and break the stigma about it and, you know, make people wake up and realize, you know, even in the court systems and in the police systems and stuff, make this stuff known, you know, make it so that we're not going to sit around and take it anymore, you know, stand up for ourselves. And I think the more people band together, the more we can actually try and help more children not have to recover and, you know, yeah. go through different types of growth, yeah. you know, not something so that's so traumatic and, like... you know, life changing and life altering, you know, there's, there's different ways that people can learn and grow. Yeah. Um, they, I don't think they need to suffer the hands of abuse by yeah, some right? sort of perpetrator. Like, and then some people too, like, oh my god, some people are just like, on another level, man. They are on another level, because like, some people go through like, hell and back, and then they do it again, and then they do mm -hmm. it again, and then you're like, yo, like, how are you so okay and they're like they just I don't know and they're always the best people yeah. but it's like why did they have to like why couldn't they have like couldn't they have like okay world couldn't they have gone through like maybe one of those things yeah yeah but sometimes too one thing I learned like if people aren't ready to move on from that lesson, like, we're going to keep repeating that lesson until we yeah. learn the lesson. And that was my lesson, you know, yeah. boundaries and self-love and, you know, valuing myself enough. And I think that's a lesson out of a lot of abusive relationships. You yeah. know, you got to pull that part together and then the lesson won't keep repeating because you'll be stronger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's... That's how, that's growth, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how we do that, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not stifling <laughs> it down for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, um, you can't do that. I used to always do that. Can't do that. Yeah. Well, it just makes the problems bigger and, you know, yeah. and, and that's one thing too with resentments. Resentments are a lot of times when we fall back to addictive tendencies and behaviors that are a little more toxic for us as yeah. well. Um, so... You know, try not to sit on resentments too long and, and you know, write yeah. it down or journal or whatever, but tell someone, talk to someone, reach out, you know, don't sit alone with those types of things because it only makes it worse and you're not crazy. Yeah. You know, you're human. You're going through some shit. Yeah. You're fucking human. Yeah. So reach out. Yeah. And also some people do make you feel crazy. And, uh, so you might be feeling crazy and, uh. That, I don't know, that happens. Like, it's yeah, not... unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's, a. Uh, it's, uh, happens a lot. So, uh, like... Crazy making. Yeah, I guess... Do you mean when you were saying that you gaslight yourself, that, like... That, like... You make yourself believe that, like, you, you were maybe the problem? Yeah. yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time, yeah. Because you, you do, you overthink it so much, and then you think, oh my god, well, I did that once. Yeah. 
right? And, and then that's how that's what made me feel so crazy. Yeah, and that's part of that's part of the abuse is because yeah. right, it's making you question that reality. So you do you question yeah. everything you do, and you think, holy shit, like right, because it's almost like you micro analyze everything, and like for me, anyways, that's how it was. Everything became like under a microscope because I would overthink yeah. it so much and be like, holy shit, like chew it apart because I was trying to figure out so badly what the fuck was going yeah, on, no doubt. you know, like what is going on? I must be the problem. Like I'm made to believe I'm a problem. So yeah, I would just, I would dissect everything to such an unhealthy degree. And then, yeah, I would gaslight myself and make myself feel like the crazy yeah. one and like, holy fuck, I maybe I am the problem. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's how I. That's how. That's how I stayed with them so long. Oh. Oh. The heads up. Maximum the maximum time is sixty minutes. We're almost at sixty minutes, dude. Oh my god, we've almost done our own first episode. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my god. Well, do you think we should wrap it up and then like? I guess uh, maybe. We're gonna maybe be doing this should. often, so I mean. Yeah, the last the plan, anyways. So. Yeah, so we'll keep talking as we go. Yeah, maybe oh, we should, yeah, buddy. Uh, oh. I think that's the cat. That's <laughs> tripping us out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hearing things now. Thinking know. that as a kid. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah. Cool. Well, we are going to put a email, or an email, pardon me, gr- grammar please. <laughs> We're going to put an email in the show notes so that if you guys have any um, questions or want to reach out or share your story, you know, just talk to one of us or both of us, yeah. you know. Um, we're here for you too. We don't have to talk about anything publicly. It can all be, you know, just interactions. If you have any questions or, you know, just want to bounce an idea off of someone, you know, like I said, you're not alone. Yeah. And you're never alone. So, you know, even if you just, you want to validate yourself and not feel crazy, reach out because you're not alone. Yeah. Send us something to read. Either we could read on the podcast or we could just read it. And and nobody has to know. Yeah. yeah. If you just want to answer. We don't even have to tell you if you don't want us to. Yeah. And we can if you want us to. You let us know yeah. what you let want us from know. us. Give us input. We yeah. need input because we overthink. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> this podcast is about survivors. So you guys, you know, we want to right these wrongs and bring light. So it's about you. You guys are going to help make this podcast you know, so, um, let us know what we can do to make it better. Let us know, um, what we can do to help you. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, happy first episode, Bridget. Happy first episode. All right. Well, you guys take care and we will see you next time on Survivors Writing Wrongs. See ya. Bye.